The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Twisted Tuesday begins now. Steve Merrill steps up and we're running the gauntlet. We're talking college football. We're talking college basketball. We're talking NFL football. As, uh, the college uh, football rankings, the first college football rankings are released and BYU gets screwed. BYU checks in uh, number 14, Iowa State. I, an Iowa State football team has lost two football games, albeit one of them to a Sunbelt team. And um, they're ranked ahead of the BYU Cougars. We break it down. We also break down the college football games that are on the board Thanksgiving and post-Thanksgiving. We talk NFL football. The Baltimore Ravens continue to get hit uh, with COVID. And you get the feeling that it really couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, right, uh, than um, than John Harbaugh. You know, listen, Jim Harbaugh gets called out a lot because he's losing all the time. And listen, the other Harbaugh is losing too. And I think the other Harbaugh might be a bigger jerk. The Michigan Harbaugh is actually a nice guy. I'm not so sure about the Ravens Harbaugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not so sure about the Ravens hard, but I'll tell you what, I'm also not so sure. And in fact, I'm freaking sure. All right. Uh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers will have zero sympathy uh, for the Baltimore Ravens and their COVID situation. Yet we've seen COVID covers in college football. Does it cover in the National Football League? We'll find out. Are the Dallas Cowboys for real right now? We'll find out. George Kurt steps up and, in and throws it down this evening uh, as well as we had to reshuffle the deck uh, after uh, last night's guest-free uh, program. Um, last night, of course, the Los Angeles Rams beat the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, and there's Tom Brady once again. Tom Brady decides not to shake hands, uh, decides that Tom Brady's only. Tom Brady will uh, congratulate uh, players after a game if he wins, if he wins. I'm not surprised that Brady's a Trump supporter, actually. You know, Brady, I guess, you know, Brady, you know, Brady doesn't like conceding. Is it all? He's a competitor? No, he's a douchebag. Let's just call it out for what it is. And I'm glad that people are starting to call him out uh, for this. We've already seen this in the past from him. He gets a free pass. Yeah, the free pass is over, bro. All right? Show some damn class. Show some respect for your competitors. Late night anger management class. This is sports rage. And your rage.
vsin.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class. I am Gabe Morenci. We're throwing it down. It's the Twisted Tuesday. Um, it's, you know, all the days sort of just morph into one, all right? Like, if not for these shows, I don't think I'd know the date, the time, or uh, what city. I'm actually in, uh, to be honest with you. But this week is a little bit different because, you know, we got a full slate of football on Thursday. When I say a full slate, three football games. Of course, it's Thanksgiving uh, week. Uh, tonight, uh, MLS soccer took center stage and underdog uh, bettors stepped up and cashed in large tonight. Massive upsets in the MLS playoffs uh, this evening. Toronto FC, uh, TFC, a former MLS champion. A perennial MLS contender and heavyweight powerhouse gets knocked off by the expansion Nashville uh, Soccer Club. Nashville. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Philadelphia, a team that I thought could actually win the entire tournament, uh, the entire, you know, win the MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah, wrong. They lose 2-0 to, um, to New England, a revolution. I got to tell you, man, if you parlay New England, and uh, Nashville, you're probably talking, I don't know, 15 to 1, 17 to 1, 13 to 1, you know, something uh, something pretty something pretty big. All right, so Steve Merrill's on the radar uh, this evening. Yeah, and of course, uh, last night we were cursed. We'll see what the, uh, the situation is uh, this evening, although I do believe that our phone lines do work from what I understand. Yet, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? from what I understand. Um, so we'll see, we'll, we'll work on, uh, Steve Merrill, uh, George Kurtz, uh, George Kurtz was ready to go last night. Poor Kurtz. So we told Kurtz, all right, we're, we're, we're trying again tonight, Kurtz. So Kurtz is on the radar here this evening as well. So Alabama, Alabama tops the initial college football playoff rankings, followed by Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. BYU checks in at number 14. BYU are 9-0, and and they check in at number 14. The call, so listen, we've been talking about the, you know, the AP rankings throughout the year. The AP rankings don't mean anything, all right? They do and they don't. 
the AP rankings are always very accurate, but they don't have a say anymore. They used to determine the national champion. All right. It's amazing, too, as we bring Steve Merrill in, uh, Wager Talk, Pro Sports Info in the house. Steve, it's amazing. If you look at, like, the perception of how people feel about the media as a whole uh, right now, completely different than even, let's say, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So imagine, like, people don't believe, like, anything on the news. Can you imagine if the AP actually was still in control of college football? <laughs> I like to say, yeah, it's I funny. people forget, the media, point blank, the AP media basically control the national champion. They would vote, and that would be the champion. And really, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's uh, funny, Gabe, because, you know, when I was growing up, it was like the AP and the UPI were like the gospel, and now I don't take anything they say with, you know, a grain of salt anymore. Yeah, see, you've been um, <laughs> you've been tainted. <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've been tainted uh, by, uh, by society. Um, so the college football playoff rankings are out. Alabama checks in at number one. Right, not, not a surprise. Notre Dame, Notre Dame's had a great year. They're number two. Clemson are number three. Ohio State are four. And then you get Texas A&M at five and one five. Florida at six and one six. Cincinnati, eight and oh, uh, seventh. Northwestern is eighth and five and oh. Georgia's five and two. They, they're ninth. And so basically we go all the way to BYU here, Steve, at nine and oh. I knew that they were going to keep BYU on the outside looking in when it was all said and done. But putting them behind an Iowa State team that's lost two football games, including to a Sun Belt team, I think is a little bit over the top. I think the lack of respect to BYU is insulting, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we joked about that line, by the way, Gabe. It closed at 52. Did you see that? It went as high as 51 and a half, 52 last Saturday. <laughs> I thought you I saw that. Great value at 39 and, um, and a half. Yeah, I would say that 38 and a half at FanDuel. I wonder how many people got in on that. Uh, so, so, Steve, at 14, though, now this is, it's a problem. It's, it's beyond, it's not just about BYU, because I guarantee you, I'll tell you right now, if BYU plays, um, played Indiana, I'll take BYU, all right? Like, if BYU played Iowa State, I would take BYU. I would take BYU against a lot of these teams. I'd take BYU against Northwestern. Um, Hell, BYU-Cincinnati would be an interesting game. But it just goes to show, and they talk about schedule. BYU schedule is harder than Ohio State schedule. Look at the Big Ten. The Big Ten blows. Who's Ohio State going to play? Like, actually, if you look at the strength of schedule, BYU schedule isn't like much worse. It's the same as a lot of these other powerhouse teams, yet they get punished for this. And I think, Steve, it's to the point now, like the college football playoff, Steve, isn't supposed to be the SEC Big Ten Invitational. We already have that, the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right? Like that's what we're getting at here. Doesn't matter what anybody else does. We're going to put the winner, the best two SEC teams in, a Big Ten team and whoever somebody else, because that's what we're doing here right now. None of these teams have a hope in hell. Cincinnati, you're wasting your time. They're not going to put you in. I'm assuming that we've lost uh, Steve Merrill. I'm back, guys. Can you hear me now? All right. Yeah, there you are, Steve. How you doing? What happened? Did you lose us or you cut out? What happened? I hear you, but every time I go to like answer, I don't hear you anymore. So I'm trying a different phone line here. So maybe this will solve it. But yeah, it was cutting Gosh, in and probably. out on me. 
It's probably on us, Steve. So you could probably try 13 phones. We apologize. (laughs) It's working right now. So this one's good. Okay. Um, So, yeah, like basically, Steve, everybody's just wasting their time. You know, like you can go 13 and 0. They don't care. They're putting in who they want to put in. They put in the powerhouses and whatever. It's just call it off for what it is. Like I said, we already have the Big Ten ACC challenge, but it looks like that's what they want for the college football playoff. It's not a real playoff, Steve. No question about it. I mean, and, you know, put put yourself in their shoes, you know, Cincinnati undefeated be a fun story and everything, but what gets higher ratings? You know, I mean, Clemson, Ohio State would get higher ratings, even if Ohio State has two losses or Clemson has two losses. And we see the same thing in the NCAA tournament. You know, everybody loves the upsets and they love those 14 seeds making a run, but nobody wants the 14 seed in the final four. And they definitely don't want the 14 seed in the finals, you know. Maybe they get them in the final four and it's good for TV, but the ratings are never good on those games. So, yeah, it's a myth that they want the Cinderella story because the big money, the big media doesn't really want that. No, you're right. College basketball, they want the Cinderella story for a couple of weeks. That's what they like. They like the Cinderella story, getting to the Elite Eight and then bouncing them. You know, everyone loves the Butler. Remember Butler and UConn? It was like the lowest rated game ever, right? Oh, Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah, no one cares. No one watches. Right. Like it's sort of of the same thing. People oh, the Yankees are on TV all the time. Well, they get bigger ratings than anyone else. Right. And people don't care uh, when they're not. But Steve, you know, college basketball is a good example in which the tournaments, at least it's a real tournament. You've got a shot and college football. You don't. I think it's time that the other schools come together and sort of start a second playoff. Because they're not playing for that playoff, these teams. They're not eligible. Like, they don't, it doesn't matter what they do, they're not getting in, right? They're just, they're not getting in. So, they, you know, sort of like the NIT, like, fine, let the Big Ten, let the Big Ten and the SEC have their little college football playoff, and they can call it a college football playoff, but it'll just be their conferences. I'm dead serious. Like, the non-Power 5 conferences should start their own playoff. And don't tell me people wouldn't watch. People would watch. So, you know, people watch crap-ass bowl games. People would watch. And fine, let Alabama play Clemson every year, Steve, but everyone else should have a shot at winning something. I'll tell you what, I would watch. That's why they have an NIT tournament. They should start their own secondary playoff because otherwise every football player that suits up doesn't have a hope in hell of winning a championship unless you play for Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson right now, Steve. I totally agree with you. And I mean, maybe this all shut down and no fans, you know, and limited attendance and everything. Maybe we'll finally get a playoff after this year. Maybe something good comes out of this crazy season. Dave Merrill uh, with us, late night anger management class. The adventure begins. I am Renzi. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late night anger management class at Twisted Tuesday. I am Gabriel Berenci. We're kicking it with Steve Merrill. Wager talk in the house. Most sports info. Uh, throwing it down uh, with us. All right, a lot of stuff uh, to get to, uh, Steve, but I got a couple of uh, couple of um, couple of issues, couple of issues that I'm sure you'll get uh, fired up uh, about uh, right now. So I actually am fired up about BYU. I think BYU really is getting screwed. I think it, it exposes uh, the system. Forget about the election being rigged. The college football playoffs are rigged. Everybody's wasting their time. Like, and it's not right. You have all these teams that are working hard. And you can't even pretend to tell them, well, kid, yeah, don't worry, kid. You've got a chance of winning a title. You don't. You know, you, you really don't. They, they're they not going uh, to acknowledge what you did. And they just don't care. And, you know, and how about this, Steve, too, if you're Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badger football team? Good news for them, Steve. They're ineligible for the Big Ten turn, uh, championship now. They need to play a mandatory six games, and they're not doing it. They don't, they don't, they're not rescheduling it. It is what it is. And the Big Ten shows no mercy. The Big Ten said before the year started to their teams that if you don't play six games, you're not allowed in the Big Ten championship game unless everybody like only played like less than six games. So that's real cool for Wisconsin right now, Steve. They basically know, well, we're done no matter what happens. I, I know that there's circumstances with COVID, but you know, Wisconsin's getting screwed, but the BYU stuff's just over the top. I mean, come on, Steve. 14th? Are there really 13 teams better than BYU, Steve, in your opinion? Yeah, my power ratings, I actually have them as low as 19th in one of my set of power ratings, surprisingly. I mean, their wow. schedule's just been – yeah, I know. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's what the math says. And um, it's just because that schedule's been so weak, you know. I mean, but they've been blowing teams out, and we keep saying they have to blow teams out, but it's not enough. But the problem I have, Gabe, is that, I, I, you know, you, like Central Florida a couple years ago, or probably BYU this year, they're going to finish undefeated. And I don't think they're one of the four best teams, but it bothers me that a team finishes undefeated. You know, we don't know. At least let and them lose to somebody. Right, and, exactly. And they're, they're Put them in an eighteen playoff or something. Yeah, and, that, and that's the beauty, once again, of the NCAA basketball tournament. And we keep going back to that. But that's why that is the greatest thing in all of college sports, and maybe all of sports, to be honest, because you get the upsets, you get the underdog stories, but like you said earlier, you get them out of the way before the semifinals, everybody's happy. You know, you get to see everyone play, you get to see the upsets, and the cream still rises to the top. 
Uh, because when all is said and done, what is it, the last 30 years or so, like half of the winners have been, still been a number one seed when it's all finished. I'm just looking uh, here at uh, at the strength of schedule, and I'm looking for, so BYU and where BYU check in. And I'm just saying, Steve, so, like, who's Ohio State going to play that's good? Like, all right, so, you know, they played Indiana, who's, you know, you even you were saying Indiana's fraudulent. Like, who's Alabama played Texas A&M? Other than that, who's Alabama played this year? Like, so Alabama get points for beating Mississippi State and Mike Leach? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it doesn't matter, like, if these other teams have bad schedules. Like, a Big, Big Ten's a good example. The Big Ten is a bad conference. Like, who's good in the Big Ten, Steve? And Ohio State's going to yeah, run that, the table. They're going to get credit for it. Who do they play? Ooh, you beat Michigan. Michigan went to overtime with Rutgers. Right? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just stating, like, if you look, and I'll, I'll go over the strength of schedule here with these teams. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a little overrated. I think what BYU has done, and not to mention that BYU put this schedule together under COVID, Steve. They deserve credit for that. Yeah, here's here's the problem. If you look at like I'm looking at the segregate ratings right now, and I think that's part of the equation that they still use. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's a good math. Yeah. You know, it's a good mathematical system. Right now, I'm looking at the segregate. They've got BYU 17th, Cincinnati 18th, Penn State and Purdue 19th and 20th. They've got Michigan and Minnesota 15th and 16th. They've got four other Big Ten teams in the top nine: Ohio State two, Wisconsin five, Northwestern Indiana eight nine. I mean, come on. You know, like Let you me, just so, said. Come on. I'm a the, Michigan fan. BYU would kick the snot out of the Michigan Wolverines. And no matter what, how can you have Michigan ahead of them right now? And they're ahead of Cincinnati also. It's insane. Penn State's 0-5, and, and they're one spot behind BYU and Cincinnati who are combined 17-0. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, once again. The system's not Steve, right? system's not Right. Broken, I mean, and right? once again. You know, I mean, talent-wise, maybe Penn State is better, but they're not playing better. You know, they're 0-5, and exactly. Michigan's not playing better either. So at some point, I mean, and, and Sagergan is very – the reason I use Sagergan as an example here is they're a very heavy strength of schedule. You know, he looked at point margins and strength of schedule. It's really that basic. You know, everyone thinks the Sagergan ratings are some magical rating. All it is is just strength of schedule and margin of victory, and he's got a computerized model and that's the problem is it kind of bastardizes itself here because it's saying all these big 10 teams are good. So when they lose to each other, it doesn't penalize them. But like you just said, Gabe, maybe none of them are good, you know, and, and it's probably somewhere in between the two, but right now look, it's one, two, three, four, eight teams in the top 20 or big 10 right now. And the problem once again, is because all these conferences aren't playing like they normally do it. It's just a mess. Yeah. We've seen Minnesota. I'll take BYU. (laughs) All right. Against Minnesota. So, so BYU strength of schedule seventy first. Uh, to put in context, all right. So there's there's tougher, you know. There's the, we'll get into some of the other teams where they are, but Cincinnati is sixty fifth. And strength of schedule sixty fifth. So they're getting the benefit of the doubt, yet BYU doesn't. You know what it shows though? Being an independent and not being Notre Dame hurts Steve. They don't like independents. You're yeah. not part of them. Right. Notre Dame is different. It's Notre Dame and Notre Dame play play along with them by, you know, playing in the ACC and stuff. BYU doesn't. So that hurts them, too. They really are on the outside looking in. And as you stated, I'm not saying BYU, oh, they would beat Alabama and they, they got a chance. But it's too bad that they don't get a chance to or they just immediately get discounted 
or let's have a system and say, all right, we're going to have Cincinnati play BYU and then the winner of that gets in, right? Like there's got to be a better way. I'm just saying, I think there should be a second college football playoff because all these teams don't have a chance. There's no Cinderella. They're not going to care for the Cinderella. And you see, man, one loss teams, two loss teams, they're going to get in. Like Ohio State will get in at 7-0, and right? They'll be 7-0, and 8-0. They'll get in. You know, they, they won't be penalized. Oh, you didn't play a lot of games. I just think it's wrong. So let me ask you this, Steve. You and I talked about the Washington football team name a lot. And I, it's uh, Oregon and Oregon State uh, playing, which, of course, is generally known as the Civil War, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but they've changed it. It's the latest. It's the uh, it's the latest casualty, uh, Steve, of um, of today's political correctness that the Civil War is no more. The Civil War is no more. Yeah, we talked about that this summer. Remember, what was it, three or four months ago? You told me that one, and I literally spit out my. I did a spit take as we were doing the show live because I hadn't heard that. It's ridiculous, and I mean, my initial thought was first of all. I guess what gets me about it, the more I've thought about it, is this is so typical of America in general. They think everything revolves around them and there's nothing else in the world. We didn't invent the word civil war. Civil war doesn't mean our civil war. There's been civil wars in many countries and throughout history, you know. But once again, in ultra-sensitive 2020, everything's about America. Everything's about racism. So when you say civil war, it instantly means 1861 to 1865. And that's just silly because I don't even think that when I hear that. And then on top of that, I'm not sure the state of Oregon played a huge role in the U.S. Civil War last time I checked. So how you're drawing that analogy is, once again, just ultra-sensitivity and really ignorance when you think about it. And Guns N' Roses have to change their their song as well now. Yeah, I I was going to say that. I I don't think Guns N' Roses are going to stop playing. And, in fact, it's probably more fitting than ever, uh, their song now. Great song. Uh, Great, great song. And no racism in that song either. It had nothing to do with the Civil War of the U.S. You know, it's just a term. Yeah. Um, well, it was about racial relations, but it wasn't about the Civil War. Exactly. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, like nobody thought like, you know, you know, you think of the, you know, the Ducks football team and Nike and their their flashy offense. You don't really think about like, you know, Civil War and horses and muskets and stuff. Do you, Steve? Like, that's the thing that at what point, you know, though, it's so ridiculous. Like at some point, like. Like, put it this way, like the Paul Bunyan trophy, all right? I don't know, Steve. I bet you if you dug deep enough, you could find something offensive Paul Bunyan did. So you're going to cancel the, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know, Paul Bunyan used to piss on, you know, whatever. It's like, wow, you know, we can't have a game named after him anymore. Like, we're going to run out of names. Like, and, and honestly, I'm trying to find it because I was told today that the new rivalry name, Steve, is the Oregon-Oregon State football game. Like, they basically went as lame as the Washington football team. Like, they don't have a name for it. Like, it's like, really? Like, you can't just come up with a stupid trophy name or something like that? I, I don't know. It's, and look at the world's the world's biggest uh, outdoor cocktail party. You can't say that anymore. The Red River shootout is the Red River rivalry now. Like, come on. The Red River yeah. shootout? How is that offensive, Steve? The Red River shootout? Like, how is that offensive? So what? So this like, is what, how you have to love. What? Why do they change that name? Is that like offensive to because what? There's mass shootings in schools and malls. Like, what's the thought process to killing the Red River shootout? 
Like well, who the, is uh, the Texas Motor Speedway still gives them revolvers, and Jimmy Johnson shoots them up in the air when he wins the race there. That's not a problem. So, by the way, if you look at Wikipedia right now, the definition of civil war, also known as an interstate war in war studies, a war between organized groups within the same state or country. If that is not exactly what Oregon, Oregon State is, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is absurd. <laughs> that's the definition of civil war. It's not the U.S. racist civil war. That isn't what, that's not what the word means. So just yeah, you're insane. right. Interstate war. We have that's to let it, it all go. Two teams in the same state. Yeah, yeah, we, we, have to, we, have, we have to ease up on this stuff. You're right. All right, late-night anger management class continues. Right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all in a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. Continues, I'm Renzi. All right, we're going to get to some games, but me and Merrill are on our soapboxes right now. Soapbox time with uh, Marenzi and Merrill. You guys, uh, you, you great podcast. Remember in the summer, Steve, uh, during the COVID, the pandemic, when I was doing the daily podcast, when the daily show was shut down, we just uh, would go off for an hour. And then we'd really get into everything because it was straight to podcast, right? Straight to podcast. But so we're just talking about these name changes. So the Civil War is no more. Uh, it's like the, um, the Washington, the Oregon, Oregon State football game now. Like, that's the hashtag. <laughs> yeah, it's real catchy, guys. That, that's, you know what it'll take, Steve? People need to ban the game then after. People in that state should say, you know what? We're not watching the game. <laughs> we're not watching and we're not going to the game because you changed the name, right? Like, it's, it's beyond whatever. And I brought up the, um, the Red River shootout. Which, of course, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, one of the coolest names, coolest games, the Cotton Bowl and stuff, Red River Shootout, great name. Uh, they change it to the Red River Rivalry. So what part of shootout is offensive, Steve, as we we're going into the break? Like, who gets offended by the term shootout? Like, is it, like, I don't know. Why? Is it because of mass shootings? Like, there's not even that many. Like, you know, I don't understand. Like, what was offensive about shootout, Steve? Well, I guess we've lost him. All right. I had a feeling he wasn't there because I didn't hear him at all. Um, We really do have to uh, get this uh, corrected if we can. It's hit or miss. Every time I ask a guest a question, I don't know if he's there or not anymore. He could be or he he might not be. I'm back. Steve, I wasn't here, but now I'm here. (laughs) I'm here now. I've been watching Star Trek a lot, and it's 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 uncanny how my life really is an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, you were gone, you're a hologram. Now we've got a hot mic uh, in in the, in the pit. If we can c- kill that mic, oh god, even flow, serenity now, serenity now. <laughs> I've been doing this show eighteen years, man, and it's like the first night every night. 
think I think my first night was smoother, to be honest. Um, and I don't know if you can hear me, but I I can't hear you again, so I'm gone. Oh, Steve can't hear us now again. Yeah, actually, now I hear you. you're back. <laughs> you're you're gone, and now you're back. This is fun. I know I know you're enjoying it, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm having a I great time. Now. Yeah, can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear? It's like it's like a Verizon commercial. We're giving them a free plug. I know, and I hate that commercial. Uh, all right, so Steve Lara with us. And yeah, listen, it's not our boy and the pet's fault. It's not Yang's fault. Uh, but you know, I, it's it's these the, this this phone system or whatever the hell it is. We've actually we filed a complaint today uh, about it, and I understood it was going to be addressed. And I guess listen, last <laughs> night we had no lines. So tonight we sort of have half a line. So we're getting there. Maybe tomorrow <laughs> we'll have we'll have full lines tomorrow. I thought about yeah, it too. Paul, Paul Bovey. Yeah, Paul Bovey last night could talk, but he couldn't hear me. And I thought after, I was like, man, I should have just texted him and told him, just give us all your picks and talk for the entire segment. <laughs> yeah, just start a stopwatch. We each talk for a minute and we're off and the other person. It's like a walkie-talkie. You know, you'd have to click the button and let the other person talk. We could just do it that way. Um, I think your complaint was partially addressed because it's been partially working tonight as opposed to last night, I guess. So maybe by tomorrow, everything will be 100%. All right, so I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, to Mohammed in our chat who talks and he brought, brings up a very good point, all right? When hockey goes to overtime and nobody scores, they go to a shootout. They go to a shootout. Now... <laughs> like so I like, I don't know like so I don't know no one I can't recall anyone ever getting offended. I've never heard anyone say, "You know what? Shootout is offensive. You got to change the name from shootout, you know, and call it something else." So what happens, Steve? Can you now not say that somebody shot the ball or you know, shot the puck? He directed the ball at the net. He didn't shoot. That's a great shot. No, no, no. That's offensive. Shooting's offensive. Yeah, it was it was directed at the net. It wasn't shot at the net. Like, come on, dude. We're banning the word shootout? At what point? Like, how about, like, and it's always bothered me, Steve. I Listen, and I've been, I, you know, I don't care what people think. I always said that the Redskins should change their name, and I'm glad that they have. I'm glad that they did. But I'm also going to say that I thought it was ridiculously stupid that they changed the Washington Bullets name. So what's what's worse about a bullet than a Houston rocket? Rockets have killed people. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Steve? Like, like where do we draw the line, dude, of what's offensive? I Like, some things are, like, Redskins was offensive. Red River shootout is not offensive, all right? Oh, it's offensive to what? The Red River? Like, I, it's just, where does it end, Steve? It never ends. Yeah, I mean, what about the uh, bullet trains over in Japan? Are those offensive now? I just thought about that. They got the bullet trains because they go fast and they look like a bullet, you know? I mean, the Washington Bullets, because I, of course, grew up there in the D.C. area when the name was changed back in the 80s, whenever it was, early 90s. And, you know, it was a murder, murder cap, a very bad murder, maybe the murder capital of the country at the time, now Chicago. Um, so I guess that was the connotation. And you think of Red, Red River Shootout, I, I guess you think of the Sooner Lisa can answer this better than us, but I guess maybe the Oklahoma Sooner mascot at some point carried six shooters, I guess. I mean, a Texas Longhorn has nothing to do with guns. Um, and the shootouts are high scoring at times. But, yeah, I never even think about, like, a hockey shot or a basketball shot. I don't think of, like, a gun or a bullet. And if it's a shootout, you know, a back-and-forth game with a lot of points, you call it a shootout. And in football, you still call it a shootout when it's a high-scoring game. So 
It's just oversensitivity. And I go back to what I always say, Gabe, you're maybe a little bit more politically correct than me, but you're also very rational about this stuff. And if there's no ill intent behind it, and it has nothing to do with guns or bullets, then why make it an issue? Uh, Redskins, obviously, is not a good term. Of course, I grew up as a Redskins fan. I never thought twice about it for 40-some years. I never even thought about the name, uh, even with the logo. You know, the logo and the name both weren't very good, and it's still I never thought about it because there was no racist intent behind it. Maybe 75 years ago there was, but there hasn't been for many decades. But I have no problem with changing that because I do think it's not a great name. But then again, um, had they left it, I also don't think it was necessarily really hurting anything because I don't think anybody in the modern era even, like, associates that with anything anymore. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, that team, I understand, but somebody's, like, the, the college stuff. It's just, if no one's even complaining, that's the thing. It's like, you're changing right. something that nobody complained about, that nobody's offended yeah, That's about, the worst. Right? Like, there's, like, nobody's offended, all right? Nobody's offended because you called the football game a civil war. Like, very simple. Nobody was offended. I didn't hear any, well, you got to change the name. Or change the name. No. Yeah, you know I mean? Like, uh, but um, hey, it, it is uh, it is what it is. So let's get into um, college basketball set to tip off. It's going to be a challenge. We've already had some teams uh, get shut down due to COVID, Steve. But I said this earlier in the day today. One good thing about college basketball is there's so many damn games, even with cancellations, there's still going to be a pretty big card every night. Exactly. I mean, I was laughing when I was looking at the initial schedule. There's already, what, six or seven canceled tomorrow, four or five the next day. And I was like, this is going to put football to shame. But then there's still like 30 or 40 games being played. And the other thing they've got going for them as well is you've got maybe 12 guys on the roster. And if you really want to get creative, you know, and get rid of guys that are sick that don't play, you could get down to like really only like eight guys playing a game normally, nine guys maybe. Football you've got a minimum 22 starters and then you've got 30 or 40 kids that play every game, maybe 70 on the travel roster. So it's literally like seven times bigger than basketball. So, you know, we talked the other week about what a mess basketball is going to be with 300 and some division one teams. But then again, with such small roster sizes, uh, maybe they can contain it better. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, I think they'll get the season in and the fact there won't be any fans of these games and stuff. And they're trying to limit travel. Uh, hopefully it works out, but um, it's going to be an adventure. I'm just glad it's here. You know, we had no football, no games today at all in the major sports, and we would have had no football tomorrow Wednesday, but we're going to have some college basketball, so at least we have a sport going. Now, one thing, though, Steve, with COVID, so football we're seeing, and I'm sure you've noticed this, and we got to get the damn numbers, but the, the COVID team covers the most. Whatever team comes down with COVID covers. Minnesota Golden Gophers lose 20 players. They cover. They win the game against Purdue, even though it was a screw job. Uh, the the penalty show, you know the, the the penalty was bad, but you know Boise State, UCLA, UCLA lose their quarterback and a bunch of dudes. They cover the number against the Ducks. We've seen it time and time again. Yet as you just mentioned, football has so many players on the team, and a lot of times, like yeah, you know, like Boise lost thirteen dudes. It was really like four four guys, four guys that actually played. Same with Minnesota, they lost a few dudes, but basketball is different, Steve. So I'm just stating with basketball. Will you be hesitant to bet, bet like earlier in the day or overnight now? Because as you stated, a lot of these teams are probably going to, and some of them probably won't have 15 kids with them all the time and stuff. And basketball, dude, you know, there's only, you know, three, four kids that have an impact on the game. You lose them, then you really are in trouble. I guess the long, I guess the better, quicker way of saying it is you can lose players in college football and it's next man up. College basketball, Steve, 
if a, if a team loses three of their five starters, they're screwed, bro. Right? College football, you can absorb losing three starters. Yeah, and you got to wonder at what case, you know, too, are they going to push more to have the game postponed or delayed? I would think if one team or the other wants to cancel it, they can do it. And uh, by the way, you know, Dabo Sweeney was really upset with Florida State last week yeah, in yeah, college yeah, yeah. football for that reason. And I do think Florida State probably did purposely not want to play Clemson, you know. And obviously, if that had been a national title game or, you know, they had their key guys, they probably would have gone through with it still. So I do think there's some truth there. Um, so you got to figure, you know, if a team is really decimated, they're going to probably want to get out of that game, um, especially if it's a decent team that has a shot at the NCAA tournament. Because who knows? I mean, you know, the committee is supposed to take into account when a key player is out, you know, because it's supposed to rate how the team is as a whole going into the tournament. But it's always easier said than done. It's interesting that you bring up that bounce, the COVID bounce factor, because we talked about it last week, you know, on Friday night after that Minnesota game. And I mentioned how in the NBA, one of my favorite angles is always to play on a team right when they lose a key player for that first game, because normally they come out, play well, the other team lets down, you get some line value, and then there's a letdown afterwards. We have definitely seen that in football this year, both college and pro. Be interesting to see if that applies to basketball, though, because like you said, one or two players can make a huge difference. Uh, Steve Merrill uh, with us. All right. Um, taking a look at the college basketball, Steve, what's your approach for, for day one here? I always think of Dave Malinsky at times like this to remember that it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, uh, the college basketball season. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. There's going to be a lot of games. Uh, yet with that being stated, uh, we're still going to look to get in on some of these games uh, tomorrow. A game that intrigues me is the game at night. UCLA and San Diego State, fun basketball game. And that UCLA team got better as the year went on last year under Mick Cronin, Steve. Yeah, and the early money's coming on the Bruins. They opened about two and a half. Now it's three and a half. Um, so it does look like a little bit of sharp money's coming on UCLA so far. And obviously any money that's coming on Tuesday for these Wednesday games is probably professional money. I can't imagine the public is playing these games early right now. I do think the public will be a little interested tomorrow Wednesday just because there is no football. Um, but once again, it's so early in the season right now, these lines are pretty sharp because there's really not a good two-way action. It's pretty much all sharp money moving the numbers where they should be. All right, uh, Steve, we've got a break uh, coming up uh, here. So you got a couple of minutes to think about a college uh, pick. And we'll throw, we'll throw the, quickly the, the NFL Thanksgiving uh, card uh, at you. Um, and of course, we will not be here on Thursday nights, uh, this this Thursday night, shutting everything down to fix the phone lines. <laughs> We're calling in, calling in the crew. Late night anger management class continues with Steve Barrow. I am a red sheep at your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Anger management class. Thanks to Yang in the pit. Master control. A battle, and Yang's like the captain of a submarine. Turbulent waters down there, but he's guiding us through. He's uh, he's guiding us through. Steve Merrill with his wager talk in the house. And uh, Steve, yeah, you mentioned three and a half. Uh, once again, FanDuel, two and a half. Two and a half, Steve. UCLA, San Diego State, two and a half. 
which I actually like the Bruins. And San Diego State, always a good team, incredibly well coached, um, always tough, got kids. But but they lost their star point guard. You're talking about Malachi Flynn, a first-round NBA draft pick who carried that basketball team. And now you're getting a UCLA team with every starter back. They're, everyone is back. And, and they get uh, Juzang, uh, the kid from Harvard. Uh, he was cleared to play. And like I said, Steve, UCLA sort of stumbled out of the gate last year. A bunch of West Coast kids. They weren't recruited to play Mick Cronin basketball. But as the season went on, man, they started to terrorize teams. I love the Bruins tomorrow night. But what are you looking at a college ball, Steve? Yeah, if that turns out, by the way. And I am seeing the juice a little bit. It's two and a half minus 114 at FanDuel. So that's almost a minus yep. three. And there are some minus threes out there. So that's somewhat in line with the market. Um there's a game actually on the early afternoon card tomorrow that I'll mention. Uh, teams I follow closely, obviously the Virginia Cavaliers, an in-state team for me, but they play Towson, who was in the Colonial. And as you know, I followed the Colonial very closely yeah. with William & Mary, James Madison, all these state schools. Towson is actually going to be maybe the best team in the CAA this year. And um, Pat Scary, a guy that used to be the assistant coach here at William & Mary about 17, 18 years ago, a guy I followed during his career. He took over that Towson team about five, six years ago, and they'd had one win the year before. They went like one and 31. And he's made them into a top three, four team in that conference every year. Um, so maybe they're worth a look at plus 19. That's an early 130 Eastern game. Uh, you know, it's an early game of the season. A veteran team like Towson is always worth a look to stay within a big number, especially if it's a slowdown half court game. Yeah, and I like exactly. You look at it, you know, Virginia, Virginia basketball team. It should be good this year, uh, better this year, but their style of play. You know, if you can put up 45 points, you can cover a massive number like that. Great stuff with Steve Merrill, as always. Find him over at the Way to Talk on Twitter at Steve Merrill, postsportsinfo.com. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.